This is our love, and there's lots that it knows, from exceptional highs to dark days and lows. This is our love, and it knows our devotion. One family we stand, sharing every emotion. Always proud, we've applauded or derision, but this is our love, and it knows no division. This is my love, since my very first game, seeing Molyneux, my palace, so glad that I came. This is my love, and I'll keep coming back. Draped in my scarf of old gold and black. This is my love, it won't ever dissolve. Etched deep on my heart. Forever, we are the wolves. This is his love, like his father's before. Watching Billy, then Bully, the cat, Dugan more. This is his love, with age that shan't fade. With children and grandkids, new memories are made. This is his love with dreams of days past, a legacy he saw built and knows it will last. This is her love and her brothers too. When Saturday comes, what else is there to do? This is her love with a bovril in hand, ascending the steps in the Stancullis stand. This is her love and it grows ever more each time she hears the famous crowd roar. This is our love through good times and bad. It's still. This is our love. Out of darkness comes light. For we are the wanderers from morning till night. This is our passion. This is our club. This is Wolverhampton. This is our love. For Wolverhampton fans, footballfancast.com. Real fans, real opinions. Hello and welcome to this the final podcast of the season. It's the end of season podcast where we all get together and look back at the season. Of course, it's been a good one as well, isn't it? For it's been all right. It's been all right, you know. Yeah, Nothing to shout home about, yeah. isn't it? Take Bang it. average. Fair to middle? Yeah. On par, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, on this end of season podcast part one, we've got the uh, self-proclaimed football manager platform beast, Luke Thompson. Hello. Why is it I've just got this brilliant image now of you playing football manager in a big pair of platform stilettos? <laughs> 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 uh, we've got uh, Zelly's Mail of Comedy. We're going to keep that. That's a, that, yeah, I'm quite happy because I've got a laugh before the Zelly's Mail of Comedy line this week. So uh, we've, got, uh, we've got Luke Regan. Evening all. Uh, we've got uh, Wolves Fancast blogger and writer for Shoot Magazine, Ben Husband. Right. And Ooh. also... Yeah. Shoot Magazine. So, see how we're extended going, the intro. We're going to Redditch to write for Shoot. Uh, we've also got freelance journalist Rob Fletcher with us as well. So, on this podcast, we're going to look back at this season. Now, Wolves ended last season with the unthinkable. They went into League One, but Wolves decided to rebuild. Got a new head coach in Kenny Jacket, and the 5,000 fans that went to Preston roared Wolves to the start of the League One campaign. Yes, Wolves had their little dribbles, their little hiccups. Jacket had his winter of discontent. But a fantastic run from January with 10 consecutive wins led Wolves to promotion and then away against Leighton Orient, the League One title. So what has happened at Wolves this season? Why has it worked so well? And has there, if any, 
been any downfalls. Let's talk about Kenny Jackett so far. Uh, he became head coach on the 31st of May. On the end of season podcast last year, we were all a bit sceptical about Kenny Jackett. <laughs> we, were, we were all a bit sceptical. We'll talk about that, mate, at the end of the podcast. Are you sure? I am sure. <laughs> we were all a bit sceptical. A lot of us wanted Owen Calling, and look what happened oh, there. Oh, God, what an idiot. What has made Kevin Jackett... <laughs> oh, you what? know that Winston Churchill quote. I pull out most weeks about the uh, the best bit about the best uh, arguments against democracy is a five minute chat with the average voter. <laughs> We've just proved that. <laughs> so, what has made Kenny Jackett so special this season? How has he got Wolves back into the Championship? Go. You know, it's rare for the fancast. We haven't commented on how beautiful Kenny Jackett's hair is, and it's very nice. And that sums it up, basically. That's yeah, that's right. I mean, that, that is it. Say next year. You know it's true. It's not quite Eggett Janssen. It's definitely not quite Bjorn Sigurdarsson. But for a man of his age, Kenny Jackett has lovely hair. Let me, let me before we, we go into <laughs> let me, that to the bank. Yep. <laughs> let me go with some stats for this season. 103 points, 89 goals scored, a 58-plus goal difference, one of the best defensive records in the country, club record for the most clean sheets, club record for the most consecutive wins, which was 10... Most wins in a season, undefeated in ten games at the end of the season after the Crawley defeat. So, Jacket, why is he? Um, how has he got it to click? What is it about him that's, that's worked? I'm not sure if it's just Jacket. Even though he's done a brilliant job, I think a lot of the credit has to go to the working relationship he's got with Thelwell, Moxie, Morgan, the playing staff. They seem to have respect for him, which is important in football nowadays. You see dozens of clubs clubs a season that lose respect in the manager and look where they end up look at Albion this season so I think that getting the players on side and, and, and just what have you just sp- the way when he first came in and he um, he went on the tour around, around the museum to get to know what Wolverhampton Wanderers is all about and I, I think just the positivity he's brought around the club it feels like it's our club again, you know. Mm. After last season, I've, I've, you know the fans and, and the club seem to drift apart. But I think this season it's just become a lot more close knit, and I think just the positive atmosphere around the club is, is what's helped. I think he was the right man for the job. As much mm. as we, as much as we may not have really? fought it last, no, but as much <laughs> as we may not have fought it last year, I, I can't see the likes of Owen Coyle coming in and doing what he did. I mean. But you're talking in hindsight now, really. Yeah, no, we are talking in hindsight, and that's the beautiful thing of it. When you look at it, I mean, Sam Rickett, to me, I think we miss him whenever he doesn't play. I think he's the captain, and I think, well, he's obviously the captain, but I think that he is almost the step between Jacket and the rest of the players. Because if you think about it, really, there's no one close to his age in the team other than him. I mean, he's got to be three or four years older than the next oldest player. I mean, no old Stearman, 27, 28. Mm-hmm. I think he's probably the next oldest player other than Akima. Stuart Webber, I think, has a lot to do with it, but I think that comes under the Kevin Felwell bracket in terms of recruitment. Really, I just think that, as I said, he was the right man for the job. Mm. He got the right attitude, and I think he won the fans over quite quickly. I mean, despite a lot of fans maybe not being overly positive and overly excited when he came in. I think it was just the fact he's just the complete opposite to... Not only what Saunders was like, but almost McCarthy as well. The fact that they both hid behind cliches for quite a few years. And Jacket, for, for what he's worth, says says what he means pretty much from the first day he came in. And I think that got fans on board pretty quickly. And obviously, 
getting rid of who he got rid of, it was a sensible move because it brought everyone on side pretty much instantly. So I think you're right. I mean, from like you said, from the word go, he almost stamped his authority on the club. Like he said, like single out the players he didn't want, put them aside. This is right. This is what I want to work with. This is what I need. I want to build on this. I'm not interested in that. I want to start from afresh. And that authority from the start, I think, has really seen him through for the rest mm. of the season. He seems to be sure about what he's doing, doesn't he? There's mm. n- you just know from every time he's speaking, there's no kind of quiver about mm. it. You just know, I'm going to do this and we are going to achieve it. I mean, I think I've said I would have been happy with a fourth or a fifth place finish last year just to get in the playoffs. We've surpassed that. We've surpassed what any of us thought because I think even though we really we expected a lot of fans expected to win the league I don't think any expected us to get as many points as we did I mean mm. when you look at the league last year I think fourth would have won it mm. this year yeah. so to speak so really it was a much more competitive league than we thought but luckily Wolves were just better than we expect. I think anyone realistically expected them to be and that's testament to Jacket that's testament to Sam Ricketts that's testament to a certain extent Joe Gallon who I imagine probably is the perfect fall for Kenny Jacket because I imagine that I can't really imagine uh, Jackie losing his, um, his lo- right. lo- losing his cool. Mm. Well, when I, when I spoke to Henry on the phone, name drop, um, he said that he doesn't. Jackie didn't talk to many of the players around around the training ground. He sort of they know what they expect of him, but like Joe will be the one that will speak to him more than than Jacket does. So I think it, it is a good partnership. Would this be Carl or James? That is James. Build oh. inside knowledge for you there. Build inside, bit of Some of the things Jacket's done this season, which was from a Tim Nash's brilliant article a few weeks ago. Obviously, he's got the players to warm up and clap the South Bank before the games. Um, he does 9am daily staff meetings so people know what they're going to do. He's embraced the sports science part of the game. But it's those kind of things that he's brought in and people just seem to be so positive around the club. Now. The, the, the basic about, stuff the thing, as well. Yeah, a bit, a bit of professionalism. Yeah. Yeah. You know what's needed in, in every business. That's but you can tell that that had gone last year anyway, yeah. couldn't you? Just the from one, the attitude of the The players. one thing I'd say is, and it's a quote that me and Dave will particularly be adept with at the moment, is adapt or perish. And I get the feeling that Kenny Jacket adapts. Whereas, truth be told... Saunders, I don't think he was able to adapt as much as he as much as because Saunders did to a certain extent try and play pretty football. Mm. Pass it out to Sacco on the wing, and we'll have a look. Because you know what, I actually think Sacco got us relegated last year, and it wasn't Sacco's fault. No, 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 no. Listen to this. Listen to this. Until we looked like we could potentially stay up until the Burnley game, and what cost us the Burnley game? He bought Sacco on when Sacco wasn't fit, and all Wolves did because you could see from the North Bank especially. Was the put tried to put there the left wing and asked Sacco to do everything. Wasn't fair on Sacco. So no, Sacco didn't get us relegated. Dean Saunders yeah. got really relegated. But if Sacco had been injured, we might have stayed up. You'll never know. As I said, Jackie, the four two three one that he played wasn't the formation that he came in with at the start of the season. If you look, his striking department is almost completely different. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you yeah. think about it, he's got his key striker is Dicko. He's got McAlinden on the bench, and he's also got Clark. Neither of these, neither, sorry, neither of those three players would have, we would have expected to mm. finish the season with playing up front. McAlinden might have got a chance because Saunders gave him a game for about twenty minutes last season. Really, the only one surprise that I can, who I thought would be in the team, that isn't in this season. Now is Doherty. He brought in a lot of the youth players, didn't he, this season? Mm-hmm. He brought in Griffith. He got Griffiths back from Scotland, which I think Saunders was umming in our own mm-hmm. and saw back and didn't bring it back as well. Edwards seems to be on the best form. He's had at Wolves. Has Jacket brought out the best out of these players? Yeah, I think he's brought the best out of every single player. Not every single player in the squad, but every single player that's involved. 
in the match day, he's brought the best out of. I, I, I put a status up at some point in the season, and it was Jacket and Ricketts have brought the fire back. For me, I'd lost. I'd kind, I kind of was going to Wolves games because I've had a season ticket for for many years. I'm kind of scared to not have one because I don't know what I'd do in my Saturdays, and I'm pretty sure I'd end up coming and watching Wolves anyway. Really. The reason I had the season ticket last season was because I didn't want my friends to say to me, you abandoned your team when they went to League One. Because the, I didn't want to go and watch Dean Saunders' brand of football in the, league, in the Championship, and I certainly didn't want to go and watch it in League One. Jacket now, and the club as a whole, it's like that toaster banner, it's like you said, it was again, there's a connection. Mm. I would never, I've never wanted to go to a pre, end of, sorry, an end of season's awards dinner. But this season, I was desperate to go. It was something I really wanted to do. Do you feel like you're a part of the club now? Yeah, I'm Whereas on the fancast. I'm on the fancast, and the fancast love. No, no, but, 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 but like last, last no, season, did you feel say, distant? Yeah, yeah that's from, it. As I, said, as I said, literally, I didn't want to have a season ticket last season. The only thing that made me have a season ticket was. Is, I've said this numerous times. I'm from Tipton. A lot of my friends are Albion fans. There was no way I was going to have my mates turn around to me and say, You abandoned your club. And that was a pride thing. That was the only reason I had a season ticket this year. It wasn't because I, I was in love with a football. It wasn't because I was in love with a club. To be honest, most of us get get up. I mean, now, Jacket wasn't afraid to turn things round at the club. Um, I know we witnessed the <laughs> Kevin Doyle substitution against Bradford away. Um, was it MK Duns at home when he took off Griffiths and Sacco? Yes. At, yeah. the, at the second mm-hmm. half. He let go of four strikers in January, only brought in two. That, that, that's a measure of a manager who doesn't he, who know, again knows what he wants to do. He doesn't really care what other people think. See the thing. The thing is with the strikers thing, he couldn't have done that in the Premier League because there's no loan window. I'm pretty sure that if there'd have been a problem, he knew he would got three strikers. He got Cassidy on a recall, and I'm sure Kevin Dawes was probably on a recall as well. If he'd really needed some stri- if he'd really needed strikers back. But that's we still, we play just, a we play a four two three one so feasibly we're only going to need two strikers again. No, but we're, sorry, <laughs> four two three one. Um, we, we play a four two three one. All you're going to need is two strikers for most games, unless you really go for it at the end where you need the three, where you need the sorry either the two on the pitch or you go for all three, which would be very rare because it just doesn't work in modern football. Football, that, that's all gone. Football's changed. Right? It's not necessarily just centre forwards that you need. Like if you're chasing a game, you've still got Saka and you've still got Henry and Jacobs. It's not like. At any point of the game, we've got four attacking players, mm. even if you've only got one striker. So. Spain, did Spain win the Euros? Spain won the Euros without any strikers. But that's why I think Jacket's very clever, because I think he knew he had his midfielders as a backup. Because I thought that was a bit of a risk. You get rid of four, you only bring in two. Especially with Dicko, we had seen him the season before. Clark, we were unsure about. And a stat that I love from January, if all the Wolves' goals just came from midfielders, Wolves still won the league. Wolves were still in the league. And that's what you need yeah. as if, if you're looking to get promoted from any division or if you're in the Premier League looking to be in the top three or four, you need your goals to come from every department. You can't mm. just rely on your strikers. You look at teams who um, their strikers might get. 20 goals, but then you, you know, you're attacking midfielders around and getting three. Well, you might at, get a look centre at, half, look and at, get look one. Look at which ones struggled a bit, me too, and, and then you know, they're, they're languishing in, in mid table. You see it every single season with, with teams who, because their other departments aren't chipping in with the goals, that's the difference between finishing in the top four and then between at, 10th and at, 14th. I think he's been very clever in recognising that it's not all about the strikers. I mean, if you look at the Premier League now, 
look at the top scorers in the Premier League. You've got people like Yaya Toure there, who's scoring 20, 25 goals a season. Not a problem. It's it's not all about the strikers. I mean, Chelsea, they brought in Fernando Torres a few years ago. I know it's he not lived to expectations, but they've still got the same goal scorers. They've still got the midfielder scoring the goals. And I honestly believe that's the way to go forward. And I think he's identified and hit the nail on the head with that. I was going to... This was the point I was trying. I was about to make. Is if you and Rob stole your thunder. Yeah, great minds, great minds <laughs> and all that. Touch, touch. <laughs> when you look at it, when Chelsea were dominant, who was the predominant goal scorer that always got above 20? Other than, sorry, I mean, Drogba always got it as well, but Lampard was always chipping in. You've got, I mean, Robin even got his fair share of goals when he was there. It's it's a new it's a new phenomenon. I think the problem is there's a lot of traditionalists at Wolves. I mean, a lot of people took their head to the, the time to get around certain players playing. I mean, people he, want to Stevie Ball again in yeah. some yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. that front two. Yeah, that's that's sort of. I mean, you can't nostalgia though, isn't it? Mm, Every yeah. club wants a number nine like an Alan Shearer and. Ian Wright, Stevie Ball. Who's... I'll say this though, Alan. Would I, and I've, I've said it before. Would Alan Shearer still? He might because I, for me, he was a drug esque sort of centre forward. Please, I hope you're not going to say would Alan Shearer still score? As would many he score, goals? score as many? Yes, but I Alan Shearer was one of the most complete strikers I've ever seen. I didn't see. I didn't see much of him in his pump. He, he was, was, he was so getting on. In his, in his he pump. Pumped. I've yeah. heard that expression before. In his pump, in his prime. Oh, okay. In his prime, yeah. No, no, he's he's part of it. Yeah, inside, <laughs> inside the six-yard box, twelve-yard box, eighteen. No, yard I'm, box, I'm, not, I'm, not box. I'm not denying that he was a great, he was a great centre forward. What I'm saying, what I'm, a box. What, I'm, <laughs> what I'm saying is, there are certain centre forwards that can score, can play up top on their own, yeah. and score goals, and there are certain ones that aren't. For example, Sylvan Ebanks Blake, I think will score goals at any level. Chicharito, uh, Hernandez. Uh, you know, he'll score goals at any level, but you could never play him up top on the round. Yeah. But was that a risk not, though for Kenny Jacket to take out I know you say there's a recall, but we don't know. Take out four strikers, put in two. If if the midfielders weren't scoring or the and cr- Dick and then maybe like Dicker wasn't scoring, then Clark wasn't obviously producing as he hasn't been this season. Could it have all turned on Jacket from January onwards? Yeah, because I think people people were starting to get nervous at the end of the January because a lot of people were asking questions. I think mm. we pro- I think we were probably behind him. But at the same point, we probably asked the question. Mm. I mean, we were fortunate. Jacobs went through his purple patch of goals. Edwards has gone through a purple patch of goals. Henry has not really scored as often as other people, but he's probably been the one that's been. Well, when he's joined, he's yeah, 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 spread it out. Yeah, but I mean, like, there's been runs where Jacobs has got three and then scored for a couple of weeks and then got three, whereas Henry gets one every couple. You know what I mean? One yeah. every couple. But it was a risk that paid off. Really, because the midfield is there to. But that's what you want. He's but he signed those players. He knows what they're, they're capable of. I mean, I think the only one that didn't score was Price, wasn't it? If you yeah. think about everyone that's mm. regularly played in midfield, mm. Price. And the thing is, Price is effectively the the ball winning midfielder. That's what he does. He, he he wins the ball, lays it off, or tries to pick a pass. We've talked about how good Kenny Jacket is, but have we noticed any flaws within this season? Anything that he's maybe a bit stubborn about, maybe in the, <laughs> as you would say with players, they need to improve their I game. Don't, on. I, I still don't get. The Jake Cassidy thing. I don't know if Jake Cassidy is world class in think... training. If he, if he was really just that that annoyed with Griffiths because it did coincide with when Griffiths was because was that his yeah, flaw? That... Well, Griffiths had said had mentioned something when he went, didn't he? He said that um, from December onwards, Cassidy surely went the best player. Sigurdsson was yeah. there, and maybe it, it seemed is... to go. He seemed like he was almost trying to prove a point to the board that we needed to sign strikers, and that. It sort of got to the point where if it went on for much longer, he could have ended up. I think he's. I think Cassidy's career is almost gone because of it. 
Because the Airbus airbus I don't know. If Tramway gone down, did Tramway gone down? Send him back to Tramway because he obviously likes the club. How many did he score for Tramway? No, but I mean, no, but he's he obviously. Oh no, he scored none. He didn't. He didn't ever look. Mate, I look look more like scoring than Jack Cassidy did. But I think he needs to be somewhere where he's loved, and I think he's well appreciated there. I just don't think he was really that well appreciated at Wolves, and I. But I don't think he was good enough. If you want to write for Football Fancast or present your own podcast, then email us at editor at footballfancast.com. Have you ever found a time this season, bar maybe Cassidy, where Jack has done a post-match interview on his pre-videos, where you've thought, I don't agree with that at all. You've thought, you've gone away thinking, how dare he it say was that. probably only the Sacco thing where he, where he dropped him out, because I... I I think he's the kind of player that you need on the pitch majority of the time, even when he doesn't look good, because I think he's one of the few. Although, sort of, the more I've stepped up, I think I still think, especially next year, he's going to be. He is one of the few players that can turn a game in an instant, but I, even when he looks poorer. I think that worked well for Sacco. I think it did, and I praise Jackie for doing so because Sacco, to me, was yeah. drastically losing form during that that spell. And I think that was a kick up the backside that Sacco needed. Like, look, mate, you're not too big for this division. You're not too big for this club. Mm. Have a little, have a little, have a little thing on, on the bench for a couple of weeks. I, I, and then when he come back, he was back to his explosive best. And, from, and, and when Dico came in, he, I think he needed a mate. It's one of them things. Sometimes players just need someone that they link up with. I mean, it does help. There's great, mm, great combinations. Help. I mean, look at, him. I mean, Suarez has had his best season in the Premier League this year. And it's been since Storage has been playing with him regularly. Isn't that isn't that a good thing about Jackie that you have watched those things and oh maybe once. That, but in hindsight, yeah, but yeah. again in hindsight you got it right, so yeah. Oh, um, oh. no, 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 no. I have got I have got one. Go on. Leon Clark can play the number ten role. Mm. We'll talk about yeah. uh, plays in a bit. I know Regan, you mentioned before how it's not just Jacket, but it's also Thelwell and no, I love is, Kenny Jackie. Yeah, right? yeah. I think he's the Trinity of those three that has really got Wolves playing. I, think, I just think it's from the tea lady to Morgan. I think everybody needs to take accountability for it, how well we've done. It's this a season. fresh. It's a, it, it feels good. It feels yeah. fresh. It feels happy. You feel less like you want to punch. It feels someone. like the wind in Wolverhampton has changed direction, and the air in in the city. Was poisonous last season. This season, it feels like a gust of wind just blown over the city and completely changed the atmosphere of the whole town. So it, it might sound <laughs> silly, but I, even just the atmosphere of the city feels different now. The teams back on the up and it does feel like it's our club. Like, and it knows no division. It, it yeah, knows I no think division. that was the best thing that the club yes. could have done. Right. They've really embraced the, sorry, embraced the toaster thing. Mm. Toaster have always been a big thing for fans. I mean, I always remember they had that ba- that banner when we got relegated, better to have loved and lost than never to have loved at all. Um, the one when we stayed up and you've kept us up, you've kept mm. us up again, stuff like that. Toast, I think. Don't get me wrong. I'm sure it proper confuses some away fans when there's a picture of a toaster and <laughs> randomly <laughs> dotted around the ground, yeah. but. I saw a kettle the other day. Yes, I saw that kettle. I think it's someone trying to be clever. Oh. Um, so with um, with Kenny Jacket, then his end of term report. Um, what grade would you give him? Obviously, the, the generic A to to F, uh, Ben. 
Uh, I want to say A, but the same point. 103 yeah. points. <laughs> <laughs> what, you're, gonna, you're just going to give a letter, Regan, you're just going to give a letter, no no explanation, you've just got to give a letter, Rob. A star, can I go A star? Yeah, why not A star? A minus. A minus. Aye. Real fans, real opinions. Right, now let's look at the players this season. Who has shone and who hasn't lived up to expectations? Let's look at all the players that Jacket signed so far this season. Uh, Sam Ricketts, Scott Goldborn, Kevin McDonald, James Henry, Michael Jacobs, Nui Dicko, Leon Clark, bar maybe one of them. Is that the best group of signings Wolves have made in recent years? Do you think that he signed Leon Clark because he knew he was due a bad signing and he just wanted to get out of the way? No. <laughs> anyway, that, that, that's my only theory for signing in, in Leon In recent Clark. years, is that the best kind of group of signings that a manager at Wolves has made? Yeah. Every, everybody's come in and clicked and the squad, I mean, even though I suppose we are only looking from the outside, the unity within the squad, they all seem like they enjoy each other's company. I think... Having been at the end of season dinner last week, it was gra- it was so great that there was no ego, loads of time for you, had a chat with you. I mean, Lee Evans was giving it some great banter with some some people, which is good for his namesake. But when Kevin McDonald, hilarious, wanted a drink, it's just great to see him having such a fun time. And I mean, the relationship between them, you could see they were having a laugh. I mean, they were all class. All of them were brilliant. Kimi was hilarious. Danny Bart was really polite and nice and great to speak to. Kevin McDonald, as I said, lovely bloke. We're getting really annoyed because he couldn't get to the bar because everyone wanted a picture with him. He's what he is. I was just slightly gutted that I did not get the chance to speak to Jim White. Back on the pitch. Best group, gentlemen. Yeah, yeah I think, like you said, there's always a group. Of, you sign a big group of players as we've done this season. There's going to be one or two, sometimes three or four, that don't work out as we've found out very well the last few seasons. But... It's quite incredible how they're actually all slotted into those roles. But even when they're not comfortable playing, like, for example, I'm sure when Jacobs joined, he didn't think he'd be playing more of a central role. He'd think I'll be on the wing. Or... Well, yeah, we all envisaged him as a winger, didn't yeah, we? Yeah, that's yeah. it. And they've all come in. They've all slotted into roles where they've been asked to play perfectly. And like I said, the only one that's not really worked out is, Cl- is Clark. And yeah, I think we're a bit harsh on Clark because he's not really had the run in the team. I mean, he's not played well when he's... He's not been fantastic when he's played, but he's not had the run in the team like some of the I suppose what have. you could say, and, it's, and this is more one of Luke's points, that... I know Luke Hart's back too, I'm sure he'll come on. He's, the game where he started, which was Bradford, Luke, I know you seem to think he played well. Mm-hmm. I thought he I, did. I, I, I wasn't overly impressed. Off I thought time. he was fantastic against Bradford. That's I thought on another day, they got three or four. Well, that's, that's, yeah. that's, that's, that's why it's good to have like people who know in depth about football on this show, and then people like reading. Twenty-second season to get on just really it's just one of them things that, you know what, maybe it is a personal thing that I've just, there's something that doesn't sit right with me. But maybe, he was st- when he was scoring goals, he was starting a lot of games. Did he start against Swindon away no. where he scored? No, no. no. Oh, so he, so he, he has come off the bench and scored one. Maybe if he, he was to get an extended run where he had to start up front, he'd start scoring goals. Probably a question which is, has got an answer which is obvious or difficult out of those players, who has been the best? Out of that group of signings, who's been the best for Wolves? I think you've got to say Kevin McDonald. He won Players Player of the Year, Fans Player of the Year, effectively. Because so. he's sort of epitomised the change in the way that we've played football as well. More than anyone else that we've signed, he's been the difference between what we had been used to seeing in the centre midfield and what we've watched this season. So. I mean, when you consider that, effectively, our centre midfield last year was Tongo, Dumbia and Carl Henry and who else? Oh, ha, ha. 
Mm. He was never. He never really played that much. Though, he did. I think he did. Yeah, 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 yeah. When you you think that effectively, we've we've probably combined the best bits of those three players into into one. Into, into mm. one. Or even two, because I mean, although he's not renowned for his world, he's he's long passing. Jack Price puts in a nice few passes, etc. The only real difference is we haven't really got a big athletic miniature yard to So, out of the players, then not the signings, then um, who out of those do you think has really stepped to the game, and those who really hasn't hit the mark this season? I, the one who's changed most people's opinion of him, Richard Stearman or Edwards, really. Mm. For a, a lot of people got on Stearman's back. Hence why he went on loan to Ipswich. He was on loan at Ipswich. Did anybody really want him back? I don't think many people was excited at the prospect of him coming back in. I think he's had an absolutely fantastic season. And now we want people to get him to sign a contract, don't we? Yeah. So I, I, for me, I'd say... I think, I think he'll sign a contract. I think Keames has been brilliant as well, oh, really. Yeah, yeah. I suppose just the first team football before, I suppose, especially towards the end of last season. I just think that Keames has been the, one, the most important player for me. Um, really, I think he's improved a lot. In terms of his, com- as you, well, I don't know if you've said that yet. Um, yeah, Rob, Rob, did. <laughs> he did. He had a whole speech before, and everything. And disappeared. <laughs> I think I just genuinely think Kim's been class. I think he kept us in a lot of games when. Other, I mean, I think there's keepers in this country who are in the top division. I think De High. I think he's a great shot stopper. He would have struggled as well to keep us in games mm. that Akeem kept us in. For me, Akeem has been class. And he, he was the last off the off the production line of Bobby Mims goalkeepers. All the players that went out on loan are those technically the bad players this season. Are those as Jacket basically thought, well, these are the ones haven't performed also we'll ship them out. Well I think it's not necessarily that they're playing bad. I think I mean I've heard very good reports about Stephen Ward. Oh, I've, heard, I've heard that Stephen yeah, Ward's been close. Yeah. That's I mean, what I was kind of hoping they'd go up so they'd sign him up. I mean obviously Johnson's not worked out and I'm not sure about the foreign plays, but I mean they're not necessarily Bad players because they've all gone to well technically high teams in where we are. So mm. some other teams must see something in these players. I think Doyle's starting to look a bit past it now. Really, I don't. I mean, I watched him last Ooh, night. He, 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 don't he, know he, when Harry plays him right wing though. I think that when you look at the players that have gone out, I think there's talk of Roger Johnson going to Sheffield Wednesday. I don't get the feeling most of them are coming back. Yeah, they won't on principle pay O'Hara's contract. Off, mm. I think. But I think we'll talk more about that in part two of our end of season podcast. Um, do we need to mention Lee Griffiths? Because he did score 13 goals to start the season. He did seem to embody this whole thing of bringing, giving people a second chance, giving youth a chance, and he did run away with it up until December. This is the problem, really, and it's as much as we think Wolves are a big club, I suppose, to a lad from Scotland. Celtic is a bit, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it is a bit. I mean, it's one of them. I mean, don't get me wrong, if I was a professional footballer and you offered me the chance to go and play for Rangers, I'd probably want to go and do it. Maybe not over Wolves. But, but I'm sure 99% of Wolves fans at the start of the season were raving about him. Yeah, so about he, he well, was class, he was playing well. But the, I mean, we I were very poor when he was good. When he scored his goals, we weren't very good. Mm. And he, sc- he, he scored important goals, just in the same way as Akeem. He kept, kept important clean sheets. I think it would be unfair to Lee Griffiths to say he he didn't make a contribution. Could you really blame anyone for turning in the chance to regularly play Champions League football? No. I read something a few months ago when he got that hat trick for Celtic, his first hat trick. Apparently, all the players on our bus were watching Sky Sports News coming in. They all went mad when, yeah. when he scored his hat trick. So it's obviously not a problem with the players. He hasn't left on bad. Terms. No, no, not no, at no. all. No, no, which is I, nice to see. I just think as a Scottish person, if Celtic come around, just come in for you. He's got no affiliation to Wolves, really. He's gonna. Well, he's well, always gonna. To go. be fair, let's face it. He'd been at Wolves for about three years before he got shaped. Mm. No, Sacco obviously. Uh, 
the standout player last season, was expected to storm the league this season. Probably hasn't really done that this year. Has he performed better this season then, or has he technically performed worse in a worse league? He's got more goals and more assists than last season. Hmm. So I suppose. I mean, that may even it to be. Post Christmas, think he's actually added to his game compared to what he had last year. Before Christmas, I thought he tended to do what he does when he's not playing well. But after Christmas, try, try, try and save the game. Just try and yeah. do it all it's, himself. It's a, it's a left winger, feasibly. What do fans want more than goals and assists? Goals and assists. I mean, the thing is, you can't expect a, a, a winger to score every game. It's not feasible. I mean, unless you've got Cristiano Ronaldo, who effectively play, starts on the wing but plays as a striker. Mm. If we're being brutally honest, you can't expect him to come in and score every game. I think for was it thirteen league goals he got or twelve? Thirteen. League thirteen league goals. When you consider that he's had spells on the sidelines as well, he's had games where he hasn't played. It's not a bad return, really. Just, just some comments we've had through on Twitter on this subject. Uh, Luke Bowdler standing up for uh, Luke Thompson's comment here by saying Stephen has been the, the best player. Stood up to everyone who. Are you like the live tweet? Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, stu- Richard Stephen. I'm going to start tweeting him. <laughs> uh, Richard Stephen stood up to everyone who dated him in the past and proved what a valuable asset he is to the club. Um, and that he has a beautiful bit. Well, he, he had a half decent beard. It, 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 it got too long. I mean, if he'd invested in a trimmer, he'd have been fine. Um, other comments are good players this season. Uh, Angie MTKD says uh, Akimi, Bath McDonald, Sicko, Sicko, Dicko, <laughs> and uh, Nick Ford just says every single one of them has been fantastic. I want to know your top three players this season. Top three players this season: uh, Kyle Akimi, Kevin McDonald, and. Back with Sacco. Luke Regan, top three? Uh, K-Mac and are obviously the top two. I think for a third, you're looking at either potentially Dicko or... If Dicko had been there all season, I think it'd be Dicko, but I'm going to say Goldboom because he, he's been there all season, effectively. Rob, top three? Yeah, I never thought I'd say this, but I agree with Regan. Same, same choice. <laughs> can, I, can I point out as well? As much as I think Scott Goldwood's absolutely class, his fashion choice was shocking. He was wearing slippers with us. Yeah, you know what? He had a really nice suit. He looked all proper trimming, like... I think it was a club suit to be honest because they all had quite similar suits on. And then he had, you know, like them, like they were almost like espadrilles, you know, them like boat, not mm. like yeah, fabricy shoes that were out about two years ago. He's walking around and I'm thinking, Scott, mate, you're in a suit. Uh, top three players this season: uh, Akimi, McDonald, and it's probably Sacco as well. For the fans, by the fans. Now, there's been many games this season that have probably defined us winning the title. But what probably are the top five games that have really defined this season? This is following one of Ben's blogs earlier on this season, which he defined his top five games this season, which were Bradford City away, Preston at home, Brentford away, Swindon away, and Sheffield United. Ben, just briefly, why those five games? Why didn't those five games define the season? Well, Bradford, there was question marks before the Bradford game about whether, because at the time, I don't think we'd beaten anyone in the top in the top six, and they were going really well at the time. And I think that was the first game that we'd seen how good a manager jacket is. Uh, he turned the game early on. And then the other ones, we was in a bad, really bad spell going into the Preston game. And uh, obviously they, were, they could have gone above us that day. And that started the run. Mm. And then your Brentford was just the game where we put the marker down where I think most people would say that they thought we was going to get promoted from that day. Swindon again was similar to Brentford. And then what was the fifth one? 
<laughs> you, you wrote it. <laughs> yeah, I wrote it a few weeks ago. Though. I'm trying to find it now. Is it Latin Orient? You slept uh, a lot. No, your last saying. one was uh, Sheffield United away. Oh, again, because they they were absolute. Again, they were just absolutely flying at the time, and uh, we went there, and it was their big day, and we just it was just so ruthless, and it sort of summed up the whole second half of the season. You can read Ben's blog on uh, Wolves footballfancast.wordpress.com. Um, Rob, what do you think you're a uh, Games were five games. I've just season. written them down about ten seconds ago. From the <laughs> um, th- first, I think Preston away, first game of the season, kind of set the tone for the away following, for the year and the support. I mean, who gets five thousand fans away on League One first game of the season? Really, I think that just kind of settled. Go on, Wolves. Yeah, well, that. There you go. <laughs> it just kind of set the mood and the tone for the season and the support that the fans are willing to give back to the club and how much they've accepted that. Yeah, we're not that big club anymore and we've got to try and sort ourselves out and that, that was really great, good to see um, this is a bit of a strange one Warsaw at home because it was it was disappointing because it obviously a ter- terrible terrible result but it gave us a good chance to bounce back Yeah, and it was important that we knew we know how to win but we also know how to lose and how to recover from yeah. that which we did fantastically well I can see Regan's desperate <laughs> no, you know, you know, you know what? I just wrote this down I thought you know what no one's going to say Warsaw I'm going to say exactly what Rob said <laughs> literally almost to the word Great um, minds again Great minds again okay and quick the other three yeah, oh, my fan's gone. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Let's just point out, Robbie's doing very well for him. <laughs> <laughs> That's Brentford, obviously, same reasons. Uh, <laughs> Orient, before you can say that, Orient's away, and uh, the Rotherham game, because it kind of just summed up what has been a ridiculously crazy yeah. season, but a transformational season as well. Any different... T- oh, no, Riga's carrying on. Luke Thompson, what were your, uh, your top five? Um, the top five I've gone for is five away games. Preston away... Um, Already been mentioned, the away following. I, I think it was a good game to start on as well, and away game against a tough opponent. Because if we would have played Gillingham at home, for example, smashed them five nil, our expectations might have been a lot higher than what reality actually was. Um, I've gone for Orient and Brentford away because I think that was just when it showed. You know, we are the best team in this division by a long shot, and we can beat the second and third best teams in their own back garden quite comfortably. I've gone for Sheffield United away as well, because I think it was one of those where um, that was a true sign of champions that was, where we did play particularly well, but we still ground out a, a result against a team that was doing well. And the other one was Gillingham away. Um, yeah. The worst performance of the season by a long shot, but I think it's what gave the players the kick up the arse that they needed. I think and, that was the key game of yeah, the season. And because from Gillingham, we only lost one out of the next 21 games. Mm. So that, for me, Gillingham away was probably the most defining game of the season. Mm. Regan, apart from all those now, have you got any difference? <laughs> well, I've got a slight difference of opinion, really. I mean, Preston, I was going to to be fair, I thought I was the only one that was going to pull this up until Luke did. Preston was an anti-climax room. Mm. I think everyone thought, yeah, we're taking five phase and we're coming down to a new level, this, that and the other. And it was nil, it was nil-nil. I think people expect at least expected goals. I think that the fact that it was a good baptism for Danny Bart to be honest, going up against Kenny Davis, uh, mm. sorry Kevin Davis that day, um, and I think really that although we'd taken a great support, it was one of them where it was vital that yeah. we we did we we didn't lose. Um, Number four, Colchester away. Um, they threw it with the Akimi save. Not so much the Akimi save. It was the first game I think we really played well. From what I got, from what I remember, we we'd kind of been coasting. I mean, Warsaw we played terrible. I think Warsaw were terrible as well. 
that game where they just passed around the mid- midfield, okay. they flew to chance. Um, other than that one, sorry, I've also gone for Brentford, uh, which I thought was a very important game away because we, we kind of needed to give us that chance to get top or that chance to give that space. Sheffield United, because I don't think we'd drawn and we'd lost before that, really, if you think about yeah, it. And that, yeah, yeah. if we'd lost again against a team that had won. And we'd also ten... broke Sheffield United's on. Mm. Yeah, that's what I mean. Well. Sheffield United had won like 10 on the spin. If we'd have gone draw, loss, loss, people, it would have been squeaky bum time. People would have started getting nervous. Um, and finally? Uh, oh, I've got two more. Oh, good team. Okay. That's only three. That's um, my maths for you. No, sorry, Sheffield United ignore me. I've got yeah. one. MK, final game. MK, no, and purely for the fact is, if we hadn't won that, he was getting a bit tense. The atmosphere wasn't as great in the away end towards him when we hadn't before we'd scored. We'd taken nine thousand fans. We needed to win that game. Mm. It was one of them that it would have been a real atmosphere killer. It'd have been a proper. I think it'd have been a white round the neck. And to be honest. I think that was. I think we didn't play well that game because we'd taken so many people. It was such a pressure cooker for the players and for the the fans. Sorry, for the club that once to get that result because I still think there was ten thousand Wolves fans there. I mean, well, they would have been in the Ori, not the Ori, in the MK. Yeah, I mean, Moxie even said it on the end of season dinner last week that there was Wolves fans everywhere around yeah. the ground. We'd taken that many people that had became our game mm. that was the game that was for the fans and we had to win that any games that any of you mentioned that you probably disagree with that you don't think is a defining game this season or are they all in, in their own right defining games to be honest I think that personally I think every game that we've mentioned has played a vital part I think, I think as Rob said Warsaw was such an important game at home because we'd won so many before that and we hadn't really played well and it was good to be shown that we could be showed up because I mean you can even go for Swindon the game before it. We were lucky to beat Swindon. Mm. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Didn't Kevin Fowley score in that game as well? Yeah. How odd. <laughs> God, that's <laughs> mental. That is. Hang on, no, that was mental. Well. Yeah. How the freak did you remember that? I don't know. I just remember it being a oh, good goal. There was one. Sorry, quickly. Colchester at home. When we one four two. Yes. Oh, yeah. Where, where oh, we where we were yeah, tr- we were yeah. trying to give it away. The fact that we held on that game was really important, I think. I um, think Gillingham was the most. Yeah. Mm. Rich Brooks on Twitter says, Preston at home, Swindon away, Walsall away, Brentford away and Bradford away. So to finish off then, I want your, the, out of your list, your key defining game, but also I want your favourite moment from this season. It doesn't matter, it doesn't have to be a game, it can be anything about this season. Really, you, you, you should have gone to Ikea. The, the Walsall Yeah, You know what, Walsall... I'm not one of these people. I don't like when Wolves fans go on about Albion despite what's gone on there. For me, my life is about Wolves. It's not about going on about other clubs. Walsall were proper banging on about Fluke in Molyneux. And that's what they did because Walsall were crap. Wolves were awful but Walsall weren't much better that game. They were going on like they'd won the league. It was proper tin pot and sticking free past them in the way that we did was fantastic. It wasn't my defining game because to be honest I felt we'd all, we were already on the mm. way. On so, what's your defining game then? That's your favourite moment. What's your, what, the one defining game this season? Uh, Brentford. Brentford. That was that was when I believed. Rob, um, defining game and favourite moment. Defining game, because um, I didn't actually think of drilling him away um, for my in the fight in the fight. Well, if you left Warsaw, you could have had drilling him. Warsaw would have been mine. We should have sorted this out before, shouldn't we? Mm. Um, yeah, I think drilling him away again for the same same reasons as Warsaw, but. Because it just set us up for the for the run, we're, we're coasting along a little bit, and it's a reality check, brought us back down to earth. 
look, come on, sort yourselves out. We did. We went on and we, we stormed after that. Uh, defining moment or favourite moment. Uh, Rotherham at home was just an incredible game. I mean, the only thing that ruined it for me was everyone running on the pitch and we won't go into all that. But it, it was just... Incredible! I've never experienced yeah. anything like that in a football game, and it's absolutely fantastic. It's strange entertainment. Me neither. Ben, uh, defining games. I wrote a blog about it and still forgot to put Gillingham in. <laughs> <laughs> Good edit. It, it, it would. Uh, it would either be Gillingham or the, the Preston game yeah. straight after it because we had been so poor for quite a few weeks. I think. I think the only thing is with that is I don't think people think of games that you lose or you draw as yeah. defining. Yeah. I think that people think that wins are what define well, seasons. When I thought of the blog, that that was the reason I thought of it because I was going to put the Gillingham game in, and then I completely forgot to put it in. Uh, favorite moment would be um, it's quite a lot to think of really. It would either be the the raw when we first came out at Preston. Because I was a little bit worried what the sort of atmosphere would be like with the double. Because I just remember how poisonous it was the year before. Well, the two months previous. And I, it was just a big sign to me that everyone had sort of wiped the slate clean. And it, mm. we were starting again. So it would probably be that. Luke, defining and um, Defining game. I'm, I'm going to have to go for Gillingham. You know, I, I think, like has been mentioned earlier, we were sort of trundling along. And I think we needed that reality check to, to wake up the squad and realised well actually we have got to ride our sleeves up if we do want to win this division mm. it was um, favourite moment favourite moment would be um, Coventry at home because that was the first game that I took my son to his first Wolves game and when Wolves scored I completely forgot about him <laughs> <laughs> and do you remember that I picture look- of Matt Doll was that this season Matty D that one where he got that picture and he's like he's just holding on to the kid for di- he's not really old he's celebrating he's got oh was that last season was though? that last yeah, season that, yeah, yeah. Um, but I just turned round and he was going absolutely mental so to see him cheering when Wolves had scored really honestly it chowed me up a little did bit you cry? Like, did you cry? I feel like I'm me up a little bit I mean to be fair if the Raw was loud enough and Coventry scored, he still probably would have cheered anyway. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't even watching the game, but he was. That was my favourite moment. Right. You lovely man. That's the first <laughs> novice thing you said in about three years. Sorry, I just need a that minute. was my favourite moment. <laughs> real fans, real opinions. Right, it's the end of the season podcast, which means it's time for the end of season quiz. Oh, this is... Hang on, hang on, do we need do we need a jingle? Billy right or Billy wrong? Billy right, join in you. Billy right or Billy wrong? Yeah, it is our end of season quiz. It's Billy right or Billy wrong? It is quite simple, really. It's it's true or false, right? Billy right or Billy wrong? We've got ten questions. We're going to put the two looks together, obviously, against Rob and Ben. The old school and the new school, and obviously there has to be a prize. He's already got some Harry <laughs> The winning team does get this lovely packet of Harry Bow Star Mix. All, all I'm saying is, there's a diabetic that's hungry. <laughs> Be afraid. Be very afraid. <laughs> so, ten questions. Obviously, the team with the most points wins. There is no tie break, so you'll have to share them if it is a tie. So, first question. You can confer, but I am going to have to push you for an answer. Uh, Wolves have taken 60,654 fans away in League and Cup this season. Billy right or Billy wrong? Wolves have taken 60,654 fans away in League and Cup this season. Play 60,000, altogether, okay. 60,654 play along at home. Um, Luke's. Billy wrong. Billy wrong. Billy wrong. Billy wrong. It's Billy Wright. 
because I figured I hate myself. Hang on, didn't you? Does, thought, doesn't the thing you the number no, different? Yeah, you, the number on that thing that you've got no, is five hundred and twenty-three. No, it's <laughs> no, it's sixty six five four. Please. <laughs> <laughs> It's, yeah. it's five two sixty thousand and five two three. I'm positivity. Hang on, hang on. I tweeted too many pictures. Sixty thousand six hundred fifty four. I've seen that picture as well. Yeah. My apologies. I was, I was convinced that said five two five. How dare you question my anyway. calculations? Yeah. Right. Number two. Kevin McDonald has not had a shot off target this season in league and cup. Kevin McDonald has not had a shot off target. In league and cup this season. Billy Rice or Billy Wrong? Which one? Da, 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 da. I'm gonna ask I'll, I'll, the I'll, I'm gonna ask the team of We well, went first last time. Brob? Is it do we say Brob? Brob. Rob <laughs> Team Rob Robin. Rob. Robin? Yeah, Robin, yeah. there we go. Team Robin. Robin. <laughs> team Robin. What are you gonna go for? Oh we've got a win now because I just want to kick him. Billy Right. Yeah. It's too bad. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Billy Right. What are you gonna go Billy for? Wrong. What he's was the question? <laughs> <laughs> he's not. Kevin, Kevin McDonald had a shot off target. Yeah, he's got a one. Yeah, so I'll Billy say. Wrong. Yeah, Billy Wrong. He has had a shot off target. That would be Billy Wrong, wouldn't it? It's Billy Wright. Oh, he's not had a shot it. off he's target. Not. Not. If you go on the Wolves website and look at their stats, he's not had a shot off target. Hey, Matt, of course he hasn't. Got it on a string target. <laughs> uh, That's like saying that he's only going to lose the ball 23 times. <laughs> uh, number three. Uh, Wolves went six games without a clean sheet after their 4 0 home win against Gillingham. So they went six games without a clean sheet after their 4-0 home win against Gillingham. I've really made them taste it this season. And off that phone. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say Billy Wright. You can say Billy Wright. Yeah, let's go Billy Wright as well. Yeah. It's Billy Wrong. You went, you went five games. Hang on, hang on, hang on. You never conferred with me. I wanted to go Billy Wrong. Five games uh, without a clean sheet. This um, is hard. So number four. Wolves have drawn ten games this season. They've, they've lost five. Wolves have drawn lost, ten games this season. Five. It's one nil so far to Team Robin. Question for Wolves have Wolves have drawn ten games this season. Uh, Team Robin, your answer please. I'll carry the one. <laughs> uh, we'll go Billy Wright. Billy Wright. Billy Wright. It is Billy Wright. So it's two one. Question five. In Wolves one nil away win against Notts County, it was the only time Sam Ricketts hasn't done his usual jumping celebration. In respect to close family who are Notts County fans, so was that the first time this season and only time this season and that Sam Ricketts has not done his jumping celebration? Billy Wright or Billy Wrong? I don't know. If you heard that, I'm gonna. It's okay. It's I'm okay because the thing is, it's this answer. It's I don't think it's because of what you said. Really so has he, is it the yeah. only time this season? Oh, Billy Wright. Yeah. Billy Wright. So you're going for Billy Wright? Billy Wright. Yeah, we've been right as well. Billy Wrong. Yeah. I, told, I, I knew that one. I thought it was too random. Too random not to be correct. I was thinking he's Welsh. I said to you, Welsh is family on sport and that's kind of... No, they're going to 2-1. 2-1. Because you've got one, so I'm just doing it. 2-1. So, question six. Wolves have finished... A game with three goals ten times this season. Billy so Wright. just three goals this season, ten Mate, times. Mate, we, we ain't gonna figure out saying Billy Wright. Billy Wright. You you can pick this one. Go on. Team Robin. Billy Wrong. It is Billy Wrong, it's only nine. <laughs> three one, you've got to get these chaps. Go on, Luke. More luck than knowledge, but <laughs> And here's one specifically for Luke Thompson. How Question many seven. times did Kevin McDonald? <laughs> 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 I was very tempted. Question seven. Sorry. Kevin Doyle was brought on as a sub. In the twenty-third minute 
away to Bradford. Kevin Dole's brought on as a sub in the 23rd minute away yeah. to Bradford. Um, I'm going to ask um, the Luke's. I'm going to specifically ask Luke Thompson. Does this mean that if he's wrong, Rock and Tony for one, and we get it right? So he was brought on on the 23rd minute, Bradford away this season. Billy wrong. Billy wrong. Yeah, we're going Billy wrong as well. 21st. It was Billy Wright. It was the twenty. Well, it was earlier than twenty third. <laughs> oh, no. so, it was three. You somewhere. need these two to talk. You basically need these to. Look, to share all I'm going to say is whatever you get, whatever you try and do, I'm going to eat the sweets anyway. Question eight. After his first goal for Wolves against Alden at Alden at home, Henry went on to score in the next four games. So after his first goal, Billy Wright. Next four home games. Next four games. He scored in each game scored. after scoring at home against Alden, which was his first goal for James Henry. Did he score in the next four games? Billy Wright or Billy, Billy Wrong? Billy Wrong. Billy Wrong. You going for Billy Wrong? Yeah, with Billy Wrong. I think it's four. It is Billy Wrong. That's the next three games he oh. went on to score. He should have just said wrong. Yeah. Right? Knowledgeable. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, he got that so wrong, you know, so we're having the point. He got that wrong. Did his reasoning was wrong. I thought it was Billy Wrong. You worked out it was wrong. Your answer was still out, so well. <laughs> <laughs> You wouldn't get the point in GCSE maths. <laughs> right, so you get you, it for the answer. I'm trying to show my working out. Do you two now need these guys to get these next two wrong? Okay, come on, let's Question nine. David Davis has had one shot on target this season in the league. Yeah. Oh, we'll, we'll, we'll go Billy Wrong then. Because we've got to get the opposite. Yeah, yeah, we've got to get the opposite. Billy Wright in it. It's Billy Wright. I called yeah. Billy, Billy Wright. So I got to so no, 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 no. I called Billy Wright first. You can't just right. listen to it. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. And the final question of Billy Wright, Billy Wrong, which Team Robin have already won. Bert Williams has received 24 caps for England. Billy Wright. He did seem quite sure. So. Yeah, so we'll, just say we'll so Billy, Billy Wrong. wrong. Just, he's not no, going to lie about Bert Williams. Yeah, we'll go Billy Wrong. Yeah, we'll go Billy Wrong. It's Billy Wright. Oh, well, you won then. That was the end of season. Consolation goal, that was. Now, to finish off uh, this podcast, before we're going to part two, uh, we are going to do our annual What Did We Predict Last Season thread. Now, I know that um, Ben and Rob weren't part of us last season, uh, but I've gone back in the archives, listened to our... and listened to what we predicted. So, uh, Rob and Ben, you can amuse yourself at these predictions. I'm going to say this to start off with. I'll, I'll remember your prediction of where yes. we'd finish. Yes. What was it? 12? Yes. One was of, the group, one of the group did fantastically well in predictions. I think so, me. So much so they were an oracle. Somebody, or maybe joint two people, did fantastically bad. Right? I'm going to tell you now, and I really apologise <laughs> for this, the oracle was Luke Regan. Oh, yeah! God. Yeah! <laughs> I, I kid you oh. not, nearly everything he said had basically oh come true. Oh, my God. Such and as. you and Charlie, in some spectacular form, were the, were the wrong ones. So let me let me regale you with something. You, you do realise it's no longer the same use of comedy. Yeah. It's the oracle. That's it. That's all I'll introduce. I've just run through these. Um, obviously, Charlie's not here tonight. He said that he could see Jacket signing someone like Ricardo Fuller and Michael Chopra. <laughs> uh, Regan said that Bristol City are going to do very well this season. I thought he was an oracle. Oh yeah. Oh well. <laughs> so I got that one wrong. Yeah. Um, Luke Thompson, you were right in saying that Wolves could only lose four to six games this season. Uh, Re- now Regan, in an argument about Akinmi and Hennessy, said Hennessy's the third best keeper of the club. You not only side with disbelief, you then went on to slate how bad and how wrong Regan was. <laughs> <laughs> it's quite funny. And that was probably just me trying to wind him up. Yeah. 
Yep, I also strangely predicted that Wolves would finish 12th. I did also scarily predict that Wolves would lose 2-0 away to Crawley. I know we lost 2-1. What would you predict there? We got against I Crawley? I don't know. I don't know. Um, Regan said that Jacket would be a quality appointment. Three months later, on the start of the um, the start podcast, said that he was your fourth choice out of four. But I did say he would still be... Yeah. Quite, no, yeah. I thought yeah. they'd all be quality appointments. That's what. Uh, Charlie said that Kenny Jacket... Uh, we've already had two Mick McCarthy's. <laughs> Um, he's a bit dull, isn't he? <laughs> um, and I don't think I, uh, I don't want it to be Kenny Jacket, but I think he'll be the new coach. Uh, obviously, I said we'll finish twelfth. Luke Thompson, which we mentioned earlier on the season, probably had the best run of the ball. Third. Danny Bart will be playing European football in two seasons. <laughs> <laughs> we are playing Cardiff next year. Exactly. Yeah, there you go. Um, and that is where we'll leave part one of this end of season <laughs> podcast. Thank you very much for seeing. Part two is coming up, where we'll be looking to the summer and what Wolves need to do to strengthen for the Championship. Uh, you can follow us all week on Twitter, at WWFC Fancast, Facebook, Wolves Football Fancast Show, and click like, and it's uh, wolvesfootballfancast.wordpress.com for blogs. So for part one, it's bye from Ben. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> bye See you Rob. in about five minutes. <laughs> bye from Rob. Cheers, guys. Bye from Regan. I want to be known as bye from the Oracle. No. <laughs> bye from, <laughs> bye from Luke. See you later. And see you in part two. You've been listening to the Wolverhampton Wanderers Football Fancast. Log on at footballfancast.com and get involved. Acast powers some of the world's best podcasts. Here's a show we recommend. Hey, what's up? I'm Sean T. I'm the host of Trust and Believe, a podcast where we take you on a journey every single week to help you trust and believe in who you are. From food struggles to nutrition struggles to even motivating you in your fitness, we help you push so that you can conquer your mind, transform your life, and always dig deeper in every area of your life. I am your biggest fan, and each week you will know that I'm bringing you everything you need to help elevate your life in the best way that you know how. So please join me every Monday and Friday so you can always trust and believe in who you are. ACAST, A-cast, A-cast, A-cast recommends. recommends.